Now, just as briefly as possible, I'd like to have your attention. You know, a strange hand has led Bob Jones College down the years. You know, when I started the school, I didn't know anything about colleges, anything like that. I just had an idea, that's all. And it happened to click. That just happened to click. And I think God was back of it. And uh, we tried to use practical common sense, and yet we never have wavered in our emphasis. This college was founded with the idea of uh, neutralizing in this country that if you have culture, Christian culture, a great many people think if you're conservative and, don't, and believe the Bible that you're, you're sort of a fanatic or you're lopsided or something. And they, some people, worldly, highbrowed, snooty people, think that if you're a Christian, a real Christian, that you're queer, you know. They, they think that sometimes. So we want to build a college that would neutralize in the minds of the public the idea that uh, culture does not go hand in hand with the old-time conservative Christian approach. And so we started off on that basis. And when I announced we were going to give music and speech our additional course about academic tuition, all educators said we couldn't do it, but we did it, and God used our blundering. It worked out all right. So he's been mighty good to us. No school ever had such a record. No school have been so parallel. Uh, I dare say that you can take this statement of this school and put it on any banker's desk in this country, and he, he'll tell you never saw anything like the blessing of God in such a wonderful way in the business end of it, as well as ever, ever, ever the department. We've always had a loyal crowd. We've always had a loyal faculty here. We don't keep anybody that isn't loyal. You, don't, you know you've got a right, as I've told you, to run any kind of school you want. The fellow's got a right under our system of government to run the school for bow-legged people if he wants to run that kind. And not take anybody but bow-legged folks in it. Just say, we'll have a bow-legged school. You have one right to start one for cross-eyed people if you want to. And under our system of government, not have anybody but cross-eyed people. That's our liberty in America. It's our liberty. Folks can start as long as they're decent and respectable, honorable. They can start any kind. But, uh, so, so we started a certain school, certain type school. Uh, everybody started. We said, we want everybody to be loyal to it. You know, you wouldn't have any patience with a fellow that's a Methodist that go to a Baptist college and, and teach, uh, insist on sprinkling the babies, would you? That wouldn't, that'd be crooked, wouldn't it? That'd be crooked for a fellow to teach in a Baptist college and want to sprinkle all the Baptist babies. Now, that wouldn't be right, would it? It'd be crooked. You, you wouldn't expect, you wouldn't think I have any other school. We'd be in square. We tell everybody what we stand for. We never have dodge. We believe the Bible's the word of God. We agree about what it says. Uh, we don't agree about everything it says, but we agree on all the essential things, and then when we don't agree, we just go on about our business and get along. And I thought this thing would work, and when we started, now we know it'll work. Well, God's blessed us. You know, I knew so little about it. I told you we started it. We never have over 500 students. I used to make big speeches against that big school business, just called didn't know any better. I never had to tell you when I didn't know any better. You know, I'm learning every day. I, I'm learning you can have a big school, have, have it spiritual. I didn't think that years ago. So I told you students, just get on the right road and just keep going. Never worry where you're coming out. Just, just say, am I still on the right road? And after a while, you come out the right place. Well, some weeks ago, we made up our mind when those applications come in, we knew we couldn't take care of them. Some of our old students wanted to come back. had nowhere to put them. And we just got to worrying us so bad. We wondered what we ought to do. And so we said we'll have to expand and call the board of trustees together to call a meeting. Church of God over to buy this property. We called them together. And the board of trustees said that they would... Uh, they asked me what I recommend. I said, I have any recommendations to make. I said, it'll suit me if, you, if you'll keep it just like it is. It'd be easy on us. But we, we don't want Don't think we want any bigger job than we have. We've got plenty of jobs. I said, we don't want Just leave it to you. And they said, well, what do you recommend? I don't recommend anything. I just give you the facts. You do whatever you want to do. 
And there were three men on the three men on our board, Dr. Robert G. Lee, Dr. Bob Shuler, and Ms. Billy Sunday said, they came here against the school moving. Mine made up, came down here. They wouldn't, one of them wouldn't have been here, except just thought it'd be a tragedy. So that one came, and they put the matter up. And got through, they said, well, we move to expand. All of them voted that way. Uh, I think there were two people that didn't vote on the board. Uh, we didn't ask them to vote. There were two. There were special reasons why I didn't. But everybody except two voted to expand. Well, the question came up then, how could we expand? We'd been telling everybody around right, going to expand if we could and doing everything we could, trying to expand. So the uh, Lord led us along so many very peculiar roads, we didn't understand. Orlando, Florida offered to put up a million one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to go down there and raise that much money. That wouldn't appeal to us. It'd been a hundred million dollars. It wasn't the right place. We actually looked into it and studied and prayed over it. Asheville, North Carolina offered to cooperate with us. Asheville's a nice place, but somehow we didn't feel there. Fella called us up in Michigan. We said, no, that's not the place. Boston, Massachusetts. I've had urgent letters from New England. Christian fellowship leaders up there. I've got a great crowd in New England. Want us to go outside of Boston to give us 1,200 acre track of land. We were offered one spot with a, a $8 million worth of government equipment on it. With a Navy cap, we'd take it with 1,300 acres of land at a certain time. It wasn't the right place. So we just kept praying along. We didn't know what to do. We had an option on some lots, a lot up here, here in Knoxville. We, we didn't want to go out of Tennessee for account of psych, a psychological shock. And then we liked Tennessee, liked the educational setup up here, liked uh, people around, like our friends. We, we're great people for attachments. We've been here 13 years, and we put life and blood and tears and suffering and agony that you'll never know about in this building, proposition. So you got to, you know how you feel about things like that. So we didn't know. We just kept praying. And my wife said, don't worry. said, it'll be all right. The Lord will fix it so you won't have any doubt about the right time. Dr. McNeil out here stopped me on the corner and said, Dr. Bob, don't worry. Just keep looking up. He said, uh, your resolutions. He said, God help write those resolutions so, so you can fix it. That he is in the writing of the resolution. Thought that and put his arm around him out there and prayed. You remember Dr. McNeil? Everybody knows him, man of God. Bob Shuler said, it'll turn out all right. Dr. Lee said, it'll be all right. And he said, when it's all done, everybody says it's the will of God. The spiritual people will. They might not be what they would naturally be inclined. When we went into this situation, we said, we're not going to let our likes enter it. We talked it all over. I want to live in Florida. We said, we'll not let anybody's like or dislike enter into it. We're going to settle this thing in the fear of God. What's best? And we kept quoting that verse of Scripture, thine eye be single, thy whole body will be full of light. Well, a few days ago, a very interesting situation came up. They had a letter from my good friend, Brother Stoney, on the platform. We'll introduce these men to him in a while. He was from his daughter's young school with us, one of our fine Christian girls. And he's a Christian man. He wrote us. We weren't interested. We, we weren't thinking about Greenville at all. And then they uh, wanted to, we said, if you want anything, send over here and look us over. So we wrote Greenville a letter and told Greenville uh, that uh, wired him, told Mr. Stone wasn't necessary to send a delegation. We let him know later, necessary. So then the aggressive uh, president, uh, manager of the Chamber of Commerce, vice president, manager, uh, executive vice president, called us and said he'd send a plane or he'd take us over. Well, I thought I was having a rest. Things so practically made up my mind what to do. And so we said, all right, we'd uh, go over there. And so we went over there and looked things over and met some lovely people, had a nice time. And, and then we kept an open mind about what to do and kept praying. And... Uh, so uh, I'll read you this letter, which I'm going to hand to the uh, Executive Vice President of the Chamber of Commerce from Greenville in just a minute. Then I'll tell you something about the community. My dear Mr. Miles, this is Mr. K.B. Miles, Executive Vice President of the Chamber of Commerce, Greenville, South Carolina. I have written the following telegram to be sent to you, but since you are here, I shall simply hand it to you in person. And here's a telegram I was planning to wire. Mr. K.B. Miles, Executive Vice President of the Chamber of Commerce, Greenville, South Carolina. 
Since April the 4th, 1946, when the Board of Trustees of Bob Jones College appointed Dr. Bob Jones Sr., the founder of the college, Dr. Bob Jones Jr., acting president, Mr. R.K. Johnson, the business manager of the executive committee on expansion to sell Bob Jones College property and locate a site somewhere and build a plant that would accommodate 3,000 students and expand the college into a great Christian university beginning with the school year of 1947-48. The student body, the faculty, and thousands of friends of the institution in many parts of the world have been praying definitely that the Spirit of God might direct the expansion committee and the choice of a location. The rather unusual circumstances uh, leading up to our recent visit to Greenville and the observations we made while there and the development since we returned convinced the members of the committee that it's God's will for our institution to accept the invitation of the Chamber of Commerce and the other friends in Greenville and move the institution to a wonderful section and expand it into a great Christian university. The decision of the committee was based first upon the fact that Joe City is the center of a great population. Now I will tell you something, I was utterly surprised. With a radius of 100 miles of, of the town of, of Greenville, South Carolina, there are over uh, 3 million people. There are not that many people in a radius of 100 miles of Atlanta, Georgia. I never was astonished. Within a radius of 50 miles of the city of Greenville, uh, they have uh, over 700,000 people with a radius of 50 miles. The city committee was based first upon the fact that Joe City is the center of a great population of typical American people, most of whom have a conservative religious background and are also progressive and responsive and have a forward look. Second, we have a satisfactory, you have a satisfactory all-year-round climate. Third, you have adequate transportation facilities for our needs. Uh, fourth, your Chamber of Commerce and other leaders, while recognizing the commercial value of an educational institution or community, put their first emphasis on the cultural and spiritual value which, for which Bob, jo which Bob Jones College has to offer. Fifth, since our college offers piano, pipe organ, violin, voice, speech, and art, our additional course of academic tuition, and therefore draws its students to the best families in all states of the Union, as well as all other lands, talented Christian young people who need an outlet for their Christian testimony, for their talents, would have an unusual opportunity along this line in your territory. Six, the cooperative community leadership of your city and the interest of this leadership in all the surrounding territory appeal to us very greatly. Seven, we like the speed with which your citizens transact business. Well, they know how I operate. That's the neighborhood. <laughs> especially admire the rapid-fire constructed methods of the executive vice president of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. Eight, the definite commitments contained in your telegram of yesterday, which we accept at full face value. Nine, we have absolute confidence that Mr. Charles Daniels not only can, but will have the college plant ready for occupancy for the, for the 1947-48 school year. The location of the ideal attractive site which Greenville is to purchase for our university plan. By the way, I want to say something interesting about that. It's a perfect site for what we want. It's on a, a four-lane superhighway, uh, two miles and a half. I'd say in the very heart of town, not more. That's by the way they moved over a little further because they got some land that way nearer the site. It's uh, rectangular with a four-lane highway in front of it with a highway uh, on the side, the Columbia Highway, back there with a beautiful highway, a residential street. And on this side, where there's a dirt road, they've agreed to put in a highway, which gives you a, a super highway in front with a highway all around it, with a, a, a flat all to ourselves, over 200 acres of land. And uh, uh, you're right there with, on that street where they tell me, I, I, I asked the Chamber of Commerce uh, Secretary to be very careful about this because I didn't want to get myself in Dutch on it. But uh, they tell me that over 50 through buses 
uh, north and south, Chicago and everywhere else, New York and everywhere, Florida and everywhere else, go through there every day in front of it. Old 52 buses uh, all over the country. They're going to give us bus service out to the out to the plane. Uh, Twelve, eleven. We know what your we know what your type of institution will have an affinity for your community. We know what our type of institution will have an affinity for your community. The community will have an affinity for our type of institution. Twelve. In the light of the assurance and development of the last few days, we know we can count not only upon not only cooperation of the leaders, but also of the rank and file of people in your section. My son will be in Greenville in contact with Mr. Daniels, the contractor, and you and the other citizens of the city as soon as he returns next week from some speaking engagement in the north. We, too, operate fast. We want to get ready to... <laughs> we want to get ready to go at the earliest uh, possible moment. Uh, please assure all groups of your community, commercial, educational, and religious, of our fullest cooperation and advancement in every cause in harmony with the spiritual standards of our institution. May God bless you all sincerely yours. I'm going to turn that over in just a minute to the executive uh, vice president, Jamie McCormick. Now, we wrote an article. Uh, we're trying to find a way to expand in Cleveland. I had an interview if we went and an interview if we stayed. So we dictate two interviews, one locally and one here. And the final decision was made this morning, definitely. All right. Uh, now, here's a rep an article we're releasing to the uh, uh, local, uh, to the press and our friends in Cleveland. We greatly appreciate the faithful effort made, uh, made to make it possible for Bob Jones College to expand in Cleveland by our good friend and board member, Dr. W.A. Lusk, and our friend, Mr. H.B. Carter, president of the Chamber of Commerce, for whom we have come to have a real affection. We appreciate the cooperation that has been given us by our friend, the editor of Banner. We also appreciate the cooperation that has been given us by many of our, many of our other good friends. We greatly appreciate the visit which was made to us at the college on Thursday night by 40 representative business leaders of the community. As we have said many times, the only reason Bob Jones College is leaving Cleveland is because being located so near the heart of the city, we cannot satisfactorily expand and we must expand. The difficulties we have overcome to expand up to the present point, I want you to notice this now, I want everybody to remember this. The difficulties we have overcome to expand up to the present point have caused us more nervous strain and concern than all the effort we have made in building the college into an institution which has the largest enrollment of any similar college anywhere in the world. After our conference with the 40 business leaders on Tuesday night who stood unanimously and assured us that they would do what they could to help the college expand if it remained in Cleveland, the members of our staff, there were four of us now, went to my office and reviewed what was said and done. We all agreed that the difficulties to be, to be overcome in order to expand in Cleveland would be so great that my strength could never endure the effort. Certainly, I could not consent to, this, to subject the younger members of our staff to the strain through which they'd have to pass. Bob Jones College is not like a commercial business. <clears throat> Is a corporation not for profit? Our service is unselfish service. We have an obligation to God and to it. Our service is an unselfish service. We have an obligation to God to do the best we can with the light we have. In view of everything, though we regret to leave our friends in Cleveland, 
we feel that we must move on into a larger opportunity of service. The largest contractor in South Carolina who has access to all necessary materials and a man who, according to reputation, never fails to do what he says he will do, assures us that with a permit and priorities, which we are assured we can get, he will have our plant ready in Greenville, South Carolina, for the opening of the school year 1947-48. I am glad the Church of God is going to get this beautiful property in which we have put our very lifeblood. The members of this church have been our friends ever since we have been in Cleveland. I'm glad that this beautiful plant which we have built for our Lord will continue to be owned by Christian people. I'd like to at this time just say one word and then we go to have to go because we have to, you waiters have to go for lunch anyway and get the dining room ready 15 minutes from now for the first shift for the meal. I'd like to present at this time in just a moment though, I'd like to say this, we all know this is God's will. Absolute assurance, nobody has any concern about it. And it's definitely settled, and we're all going together. We're going to go on here in Cleveland until we're ready to move, have fellowship with our good friends, and enjoy the beautiful campus and the beautiful surroundings. We've had such happy fellowship together uh, through the years. I'd like to present at this time uh, Mr. Miles, the Executive Vice President of the Chamber of Commerce, and ask him to say just a word and present the friends who are here with him. And I'll present Mr. Miles this letter. Bob, members of your faculty, ladies and gentlemen of the student body. I'm going to fool around here and get like Dr. Bob in a minute. I've been under a terrific strain since one week ago this morning. On that morning at 11 o'clock, Mr. Stone came to my office with the news that this college was thinking of moving. It will interest many of you to know that I was reared on a farm just 20 miles from your college. I've hunted and I've courted girls all over this territory. <laughs> I know it well. I've watched your college for many years. Twelve years ago, my business took me to Greenville, South Carolina. And I necessarily must make this talk very brief. But I just want to say to each of you boys and girls, you're going to like Greenville. I liked it. My wife, my son... And all of us like Greenville. And I want to assure you upon behalf of the organization that I represent, and I have every confidence that I can speak for the entire population of Greenville, we welcome the Bob Jones family to Greenville. And we will make you very happy. Thank you very much, and may I at this time introduce 
Mr. Roy Stone, Mr. Walter Goldsmith, and Mr. R.C. McCall, who came up. Last night, in about an hour's time, I had over, I think, over 20 telegrams from representative citizens, not only in Greenville, but from the surrounding territory, including the mayor. And I don't know how many phone calls, never did get all those in. One of the gentlemen on here whose platform, who has three cotton mills, up in the textile mills up in that country, Christian man on the World's Christian Fundamental the Association board, our friend Dr. Paul Root. Called me and said that he is interested, of course, as a businessman, but primarily is interested as a, as a Christian. That's Mr. McCall over there, and this gentleman over here took us around, Mr. Goldsmith, the other day. He's a graduate of, by the way, they have a fine university over there, Mercy University. I mean, Furman University, I'm thinking about Macon. Very fine university, the people stand by, it has raised $300,000 for the institution recently. It's, it's a great university, too, and by the way, we'll get along fine with them over there. And I called the superintendent of education of South Carolina before ever I went over there and called him, and his name's Hope. And I said, uh, what about, he said, oh, he said, Bob Jones College stands over here, stands over in this country. Said, said uh, yes, sir, we'd like to have you in South Carolina, and we'll stand by you, too. He said, I had a namesake went over there and uh, graduated and married a preacher. I said, who was? said, Hope Spear, <laughs> the name for superintendent of education of South Carolina. I want Mr. Stone, uh, Martha's daddy, to come here to the platform and say just uh, about a one word to you. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Stone is a man who told me his story. I'd like to take you just a minute how he's praying at one o'clock at night and visualize this lot out there before he wrote me. Mr. Stone, you come here to the Thank you very much, Dr. Bob. Mr. Stone's the director of the Chamber of Commerce. Too. How many of you here believe in prayer? Praise the Lord. Uh, <clears throat> I had written this letter to Dr. Bob Jones inviting you to come to Greenville. And after writing this letter, when I went to bed that night, I said to myself, I've invited him to come to Greenville, but where will we put them if they do come here? <laughs> so... I talked to the Lord about it. He gave me the answer. After giving me the answer, then I felt confident that it was the Lord's will, that the Lord was working in this matter. I tried mighty hard when I read a little story just about that long in the newspaper where the Bob Jones College was going to move to Orlando, probably move to Atlanta, Orlando, Florida. I tried to dismiss it. I couldn't dismiss it. So I told my son, he says, I said, I'm going to write a letter to Dr. Bob Jones. We'll have to write it hastily. But I'm going to try to give him some of the facts about this community that I think will be worth a great deal to the young men and the young women that he's training for life. So 
I tried to outline to him the great spiritual values uh, that you would be to the community and the, the, and the wonderful opportunities that you would have in our mountains, which began just about 20-some-odd miles above our city, and the various other churches that you could go into. And so I tried in the best way I could to outline that to him. Then after outlining those, uh, that to him, why, I told him that, that you all would be a greater blessing to us, perhaps, than we would be to you. I have that feeling. So I began to pray about the matter, and when I, after praying over the matter, I woke, I woke at one o'clock at night, and here was this location right out in front of me. And so I told Dr. Bob about this, and he says, well, let's go see that location first. I said, no, they want to show you another location first. The members of the Chamber of Commerce, they want to show you another location first. We went to the other location. And after we looked this location over, why, uh, they said it would not do. Revealed to me as the future home of Bob Jones University. And when Dr. Bob, Mrs. Jones, and Mr. Johnson walked out on this spot. Dr. Bob says, look here, Lefty. Look at this. Yes, sir. I knew. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I knew right then and there that the Lord had answered my prayer. And from now on, I hope that generations after generations if the Lord should tarry, shall be blessed by the fact that you people will come to Greenville. We shall not never we shall never stop praying for you. And I'll find I'll assure you one thing: that the people of Greenville will welcome you with open arms. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to have a conference, the Lord willing, with Bob Jr. in Chicago. Uh, he's coming into Abermacene, Wisconsin, going on to Minneapolis. I canceled my gig in Minneapolis this week, begin the campaign Chicago Sunday. I hope you'll pray that the Lord will help us and give us strength for the task. I'm going a day ahead, not only for conference with Bob, but to get a little rest. I have never in all my life been through such days as these recent days. There's a sense of responsibility, but I have peace now, and I'm all right. So no worry. It's all settled. We, we've checked everything, and it's just what God wanted, and we know it. So no concern whatsoever. Now then, what are we going to do about that property over there? Uh, we're going to send the architect over there, and this man, Re, uh, Daniel, is the fellow's got all the equipment, everything like big staff, big work, took it, took the job at a, uh overriding uh, expense uh, uh, fee uh, without any ambition to make money out of any cost. A man that they say did millions and millions of dollars worth of construction during the war never fails to finish a job on time. So uh, they've assured us that uh, from the contacts over that, we can count on a priority and a permit to start construction. 
I'm going to insist that Bob cancel as many of his engagements as possible and go over there, and I'm not going to build a college. That's what I'm having to do with it. I'm going to let Bob go over there, and the architect, and Mr. Danton. I'm going to tell them what every building must cost. It not go beyond that thing. They won't stay in that thing. They'll have to fix it so it will. They're not going to stay beyond the thing. But that's all I ask of you. We're going to, this building cost so much. I told Mr. Danton, he said, well, all right, that's the way to do it. He said, find out maybe you got a building going to figure $300,000. And you say, well, we just change it a little bit here and go over 300000 to do it. Just make a little change. It won't affect the thing at all. Just a lot of just practical, ordinary common sense. And uh, he said, we'll stay within the figure. And I'll try to cut it some boy, if possible. So I'm going to let Bob. Bob will have one college. It won't be exactly like he wants it because we won't have enough money for that. <laughs> but, but anyhow, if it isn't right, if it isn't right, when it's all over with, you can say Bob Jr. didn't know anything about architecture, that sort of business. He's going to build out a modern functional architecture. Right on the ground with the uh, tile, what do you call it? What kind of tile floor? Asphalt tile floor. Fireproof buildings. Library be built with wings, dining room with wings. And all that auditorium be built just the same auditorium we had here. And... Uh, all ready for expansion. We'll have room to expand. We'll, we'll get to add, some, add something on. That's where we're going to operate. Now, I want us all to settle down and, and uh, just say, Lord, let us, and thank you for the blessings we have here, and the wonderful blessings. We'll be here at least one more year. This fellowship, it's the same thing. It isn't where Bob Jones College is. It's what Bob Jones College is. It isn't where you are. It isn't where you are anyhow. It's what you are. Paul didn't stay anywhere very long. He didn't stay. He stayed in jail more than he stayed most anywhere else. <laughs> I told you the other day when he was going to preach to town, he never asked uh, if they'd uh, build him a hotel or what kind of hotel. I looked at the hotel over yonder in the Greenville, prettiest hotel you never ever saw. And fellow old Rarons, and I never tasted such food, such a lovely hotel. One of the famous hotels of this country. But you know, Paul didn't have anything like that. He went to town, you know, he didn't say what kind of hotel have you got. He said, well, what kind of jail they have in that thing. <laughs> So we're going over there, uh, how good God is to us. And I, I, now, if I not, I may miss my guess, but I don't think I have. I've been dealing with people a long time. If those folks in Greenville don't stand by us, I'm the worst fool man there was in this world. I, I'd be the worst, I would, I'd almost lose faith in, in my fellow man completely if they didn't. Because they, uh, my impression and my wife's intuition, Bob said to me, and I called him, I said, Bob. <laughs> I called Bob, I said, Bob. I said, uh, I'm going to agree. What do you want me to do? I said, you're on the committee. He said, take mother. He said, if mother passes it and says they're all right and the place is all right, and vote her for me. He said, I'll take her word for it. He said, you, you might overlook some, but mother won't. And said, if anybody that isn't straight, she'll size them up. You need to worry about that. And if, they are, if, they are, uh, if they're not the right sort of folks, she'll know. If it's not the right kind of place, she'll know. it. said, take mother. So when he came back here, Ms. Jones said, I think it's the Lord's will. Now, I want us to stand first and sing Bob Jones College Chorus. Then I want us to sing Praise God and whom all blessings flow, and we'll go, all right?
our Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for this strange and wonderful and blessed leadership we've had through the years. We've never asked what the next room would be. We've just tried to keep the room where we are in good condition. Someday we're going to have to walk up and look into thy face and answer for all this job here. And we're going to be able to tell you when we see you that we did it for you. And did it in thy name and for thy glory. And now as we go forward, we go under thy guidance with assurance in our heart that thy will is being done. Bless these students and bless us all of our plans and keep this school true to its testimony and if it will be true to its testimony, thou will never fail us. Help every student to know his responsibility, her responsibility, and all this faculty know their responsibility. And lead us in the way thou hast have us go and keep us faithful. Help us to be faithful in little things. Faithful in classwork, faithful in routine, faithful in every detail, and help each one of us to know that he has his individual responsibility to the measure of his influence to keep this testimony what it is. Hear us in this prayer. Bless Greenville, our friends here on the platform, and all the future plans of this school. For Jesus' sake, amen.